0: Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 923. Merry Christmas. Ho,
1: ho, ho. News
0: Radio 923.
1: Informative, local, dependable.
0: Good morning Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now.
2: have now held events in all 99 of iowa's counties and yet former president trump is still 27 points ahead of you in the state so governor i have to ask you are you committed to staying in this race through the iowa caucuses i'll tell you what doing all 99 counties is a tradition here it's something that governor reynolds advised that i do and it's it's a way to, one, show that you're earning people's support. Uh, two, it's a way to hear from real people uh, outside of kind of the media bubble about what's important to them. And then I think, three, it reminds you that at the end of the day, uh, you're a servant. You're not a ruler. And we really believe in servant leadership. So we went everywhere. We showed up. We took questions.
3: See, when somebody asks you a ridiculous question, there are two ways to uh, – three ways that you can respond. Uh, way number one is to answer them and say, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's one. Are you going to stay in until I will? Yep. Because then you make it awkward for them, and maybe they realize how stupid the question was. Um, two, you can do what I would do, which is laugh at her. Are you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying in. I mean, it's not the most diplomatic answer, but it is the one I would give to Christian Welker, who is um. I just I just want to find a Sunday show where I can really really like and admire the host a lot. You know, <laughs> I haven't found one yet. There just isn't. They're all so unacceptable. Anyway, um, and then the third answer is to pretend that she didn't ask, she didn't ask the question and to just give a completely different answer and talk about what's going on in Iowa and just ignore it maybe thinking that she'll take the hint you know that was a really stupid question um, will you take that hint oh no she does not take that hint but let's give him the rest of the answer here to the question about you know you're going to stay in until Iowa
2: we've been able to build a really incredible organization we've got over 30,000 people that already committed to caucus for us ratting more every day course we have the endorsement by the great governor here kim reynolds and of course by uh, bob Vander Plaats, most recently from the family leader so i don't think anyone's ever done an iowa caucus uh with this amount of institutional and grassroots support and it's only going to build for here and we look forward to being victorious on january 15th from
3: here but okay fine whatever okay it's a perfectly fine boring on point answer to her stupid question so then the question, if you're watching this interview on Meet the Press with Governor DeSantis and Kristen Walker, is, um, and so what's her next move going to be here? What's her next move? Is her next move going to be, oh, oh, okay, so let's let's talk about something else, or is her next move going to be to just plain repeat the stupid question? <laughs> that's that's what you want to you want to know. What's your bet, Jake? What's she going to do? Uh, I think she's going to repeat the question. She is absolutely going to repeat the stupid question. And this becomes important. I'll, I'll explain why in just a minute.
2: So, just to be clear, you are committed to staying in the race through the caucuses. Oh, of course, I am. I mean, it's absurd that I wouldn't there, be. <laughs>
3: there he is. That's answer number one. Remember, what I was telling you before. Answer one is to say yes and laugh at her. Answer number two is to just plain you know, mocker. Uh, answer number three is to evade. So he says, "Yeah, we're just staying in." I mean, what do? You, why are you even asking this twice? Was my first answer
2: not clear? If you look at past Iowa caucus winners and compare to what, you know, people were saying in November with this poll or that poll, it almost never comes out uh, the same way. So we have a, a great base of support. We have a much wider base of people uh, who are potential caucus goers uh, who, who believe that I've been a great governor and and, are, and would be a good president. And we've just got to bring that home when people start to make their decisions. And.
3: Yeah, I mean, the caucus winners and the people who were leading in November are matching the commentary or the polls, it just does, there's no alignment. So, yeah. I, I mean, he couldn't have known this on Sunday, that Doug Bergen was going to, you know, drop out and that the basically the the debate tomorrow night is only going to be four candidates now, Ramaswamy, Christie, um, Haley, and DeSantis. But he's saying, look, um, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm one of the top three candidates And even though at the moment I'm third, if you buy the polling, depending on how you calculate the value of that polling, um, I'm, yeah, I mean, primaries, anything can happen once you actually start a caucus, once you actually start the people, you know, saying what they want to have happen. But then he said this, and I thought this was really telling.
2: But I'll tell you one thing, uh, what people in Iowa and even the other early states, they do not want the media choosing the Republican nominee. Listen to that, though. One more time. The media choosing the Republican nominee. They do not want the media choosing the Republican nominee. I'll
3: explain why that's important in just a second.
2: Uh, They do not want narrative to Trump over their decisions. And so I see a lot of resistance on the ground here to some of the things that have tried to be spun, whether it's through polls, whether it's through pundits. Uh, And I think that's a good thing. I think you're going to see on caucus night people's voice be heard.
3: Okay. There's a pattern emerging in even just the first two questions of this interview. And it's important to understand how this works. The questions you ask in an interview like this, or in life in general, I mean, this is not confined only to media events, but this is, you know, when you're talking to friends, when you're talking to your spouse, whatever. Questions represent a viewpoint. Because anytime you ask a question... It's the framework of that question, which you're saying is valid. It's the underlying premise of the question, which you're saying is valid. And it's the subject matter of that question that you're saying is the most important, is is a significance matter. So when Meet the Press host Kristen Welker asks him twice in a row, so you're staying in until Iowa? Are you staying in until Iowa? What she's really setting is the validity of the baseline question that DeSantis or issue that DeSantis is like right on the margin of maybe he should get out of this race doesn't belong in this race should drop out it should really only be um you know Trump and Haley that's what she's saying she's not saying it but she is saying it with her questions because she's setting that as the expectation man you're almost out don't you think you ought to get out well why aren't you getting out are you gonna get out are you gonna stay in until I mean that's the premise. How do I know? Because she asked the same question two more times. <laughs> Amazingly. Right? Listen listen to this follow-up. Okay? This is the third pass, right? Well, let's talk about it. And, and, and by the way, that's, that's what he was getting at when he said, we don't want the media picking our candidate. Because the media is picking Trump. You know, the, the popular narrative um, about Trump among people who support him is the media hates Trump. Oh, sure. But they want him because they think they can beat him. Oh, don't get me wrong. Loads of Republicans want him, too. Okay? They just seem to disagree about whether he can win against Biden. But the one thing that the, as you know, very, very left-leaning media do not want is Haley, DeSantis, Christie, literally anybody else. Because they think their only chance at winning is if Trump is the candidate. Right? Right? So when he says they don't want the media picking their candidate, what he means is, we don't want you picking Trump because you are clearly picking Trump. That's why you talk about this national poll and him leading all the time. You know, it's weird you don't show his rallies and stuff. Weird. Uh, Why is that? Um, Because they want you to believe that he is the the favorite. He's going to win. But they don't want you to see what's actually going on with him because that would seem to show flaws and problems and weirdnesses about just pay attention you know how the story is being sold to you okay so back to Kristen welker
2: well let's talk about the stakes on caucus night if you don't come in at least second would you then drop out of the race how (laughs) critical is iowa
3: (laughs) i mean it's the same question right okay so you're gonna stay into iowa but you're going to get out real fast after that if you don't come in at least second, right? Like setting the stage for conditions of removal. And you know, no candidate in his right mind would ever say yes to any of these questions. No candidate would ever admit the premise of I'm on the verge of being out. Unless they're just going to drop out. Because if you're going to stay in, you got to stay in like you're going to win, right? And so it's a crazy question unless what she's doing is foisting a narrative upon this story. The narrative being, oh, he's right on the edge. He's on the ropes. He's about ready to get out. He should probably get out. Maybe he should get out. And you know, if you don't do well in that first one, you got to get out then, right? And she, again, she does this a fourth time. I kid you not. Bottom line, is Iowa do or die for you, Governor? That was after a long answer. (laughs) So he gives a big long answer about, you know, well, the field is very different and it's going to, you know, be different after all of this happens in January. It's just a lot of things between. And then her fourth
2: pass at this. Bottom line, is Iowa do or die for you, Governor? My God, woman. (laughs) Move on. We're going to win Iowa. Uh, I think it's going to help propel us to the nomination, but I think we'll have a lot of work that we'll have to do beyond that. I don't think you take anything for granted, and I do I do recognize that there have been people that have wanted who have not gone on to win the nomination. I think this year is a little bit different. Uh, I think the field is narrowed quicker. I think it's going to narrow even more, and ultimately, Republican voters are going to have the choice of Donald Trump, which I think would make the election a referendum on him uh, and a lot of the issues that he's dealing with, or me. Uh, and that will be a referendum on Biden's failures, on all the pro- issues in the country that are affecting people. And I'll be able to stand for a positive vision going forward. See, that's a really savvy
3: answer because what he's saying is, look, if you put Trump up there, it's going to be all about Trump. Whereas if you put somebody other than Trump up there, it's going to be all about Biden. It's not it's he's not making the argument. I'm better than Biden, although he takes that for granted, or that Haley is better than Biden or that Christie or Ramaswamy are better than What he's saying is everybody but Trump is better than Biden as long as we focus on Biden. Trump may be better than Biden too, but the problem is in an election against Trump, the focus isn't going to be on Biden. The focus is going to be on Trump. And Trump has such high negatives and challenges and problems with the American electorate that that becomes a risk. And again, these are all great points. I just wanted you to hear the the way bias shapes an interview, shapes a, a, a narrative. And to realize, you know, <laughs> this is not just, unless she's really, really, really far less competent than I thought she was. This is deliberate. This is not an accident. And so pay attention to that kind of stuff as we're moving forward. 521 on News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay.
4: Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court. Thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi, Rizemkizumab a prescription only, 150 milligram injection for adults. Nothing is everything. Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more.
2: In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand, and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News ninety 92.3 AM 1620. This is Lewis Baer wishing you a safe and happy holidays.
4: Please don't text and drive or drink and drive.
5: Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we wanna wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is
2: Will with Hill Kelly Dodge wishing you a happy holiday from our family to yours.
4: Friday morning at 1030, join Santa Rosa Animal Services on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe every life is precious and that every wag of a tail, every purr, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back, adopting or fostering a furry friend. Discover the resources you need to make your community a better place for pets. That's Friday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas.
3: Nobody puts baby in a corner.
5: You don't know how you met me. You don't know why you can't turn around and say goodbye. All you know is when I'm with you, I make you free. And swim through your veins like a fish in the sea. I'm singing, follow me. Everything is all.
3: You gotta at least let it get to that part. (laughs) You can't cut it off before that. 525 on News Radio 92 3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Uh, you know, one of the things that that always shaped me, uh, and it's funny, you look back and, you know, how did God build a talk radio host? Um, well, you know, by listening to B96 in Chicago on uh, weeknights and rolling an audio cassette out of my boombox and getting an angry at the DJs when they would talk over the music at the beginning. <laughs> so. Respect the music. That's what I do. 525 on. Tell me I'm wrong. 525 on News Radio 92 3. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. What's a cassette tape, Dad? Uh, shush. Go ahead, David.
4: Israel's said to be considering a plan to flood Hamas's network of tunnels beneath the Gaza Strip. That move could make them unusable for Hamas, but could potentially harm the Gaza Strip's water supply. Reports are that Israel's already built a system of pumps. They're uh, planning to pump seawater from the Mediterranean into those tunnels, and they could all be flooded within weeks. The- so that,
3: so then you'd have the the risk of water intrusion into the aquifer. Is that the idea? Because it's yes. salt water they're using to flood the tunnels to make the terror network of mice maze or whatever that they've got under Gaza all over the. Oh, interesting. All right, go on.
4: The uh, liability of Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma and its role in the U.S. opioid crisis being looked at by the Supreme Court this week. The court heard a challenge yesterday from the Justice Department to last year's $6 billion settlement agreed by Purdue Pharma. The uh, bankruptcy ruling shields the Sackler family, which controlled the company from future litigation. Uh, The families, though, say they deserve to be able to sue the family.
3: Yeah, the the short legal question here is going to be whether you can create a deal that offers a payout to the known class of litigants that includes protection against lawsuits from litigants outside of that group. If somebody who isn't already in the class actions later wants to come and sue, can the Sackler family create a deal where they are immune from those subsequent lawsuits, even though those people aren't, you know, in the class at the moment or aren't aren't part of the law, is kind of the issue here. And it's a very interesting lawsuit. And, you know... It, if 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 that can't be done then this wh- this whole network of agreements will fall apart because that's the reason the sacklers engaged in the agreements in the first place is because they got immunity against you know that was part of the deal. So right. th- this could unhinge all of the immune, all of the deals around uh, the opioid uh, settlements that we've had so far. Or at least that's the concern. So go ahead, David. It's an interesting case.
4: Absolutely. And uh, SpaceX gearing up for an experimental spacecraft launch later this week. The company says its Falcon Heavy rocket will be sending a national security payload for the U.S. Space Force into orbit. Uh, that mission will be part of the agency's National Security Space Launch Program. Uh, I guess their goal is to try out some technology for a new unmanned space platform.
3: Hmm. All right. Thanks so much for the update. 528 on News Radio 92 3. Um, oh, more on the FSU scandal. Did you see that uh, Ron DeSantis told uh, Laura Ingram yesterday that he was going to put or had put a, a million dollars into a maybe fund for if they decide that they can sue the college football playoffs committee? Because, and he's not saying they can sue them or that they will sue them, but he says um, the Florida State was treated very badly by the committee. They became the first Power 5 team to be left out of the college football playoffs, as we talked about a lot yesterday. Uh, really bad, oh, sorry, <laughs> excuse me. That's That was actually, I'll get to that in a second. Um, they're actually looking to see if there's anything that they can do. Florida State earned that spot. Now people have said, is there anything you can do? They're actually looking to see if there is anything they can do. I don't know if there is any recourse, but I've set aside a million dollars in case there ever is any litigation. I'm not saying there's going to be. They're looking at it. I don't think this is spoken well for college football, and we'll see. So, you know, what would you be able to sue them for? Well, loss of income, potentially. You know, would be obviously, you know, FSU is not going to get income. That's one. Also, transfer portal, people recruiting impacts. They already have lost two. Uh, I think the quarterback and two, yeah, I want to say tight ends, are entering the portal now. Um, you know, maybe you could argue as a result of that, but clearly TV revenue. The other slice of this, Donald Trump attacked, uh, Governor DeSantis over the decision by the college football playoff committee to not include FSU. <laughs> what? On true social, he said, Florida state was treated very badly by the committee. They become the first power five team to be left out of the college football playoffs. Okay. So far, so good. Really bad lobbying, lobbying effort. Let's blame De sanctimonious. <laughs> what? I mean, I really do feel like I don't, I never know whether Trump does it just on purpose or whether he can't help himself, but he's flinging wilder poo than he ever flung before <laughs> these days. You know, just like the craziest stuff that he's saying. It's bizarre. Why? Wh- what possible reason would you have for saying that DeSantis is the reason that the college football playoff committee didn't? I mean, it's just, okay. All right, man. You're a. You're on your own on this one. 437-1620, 437-1620. What do you have coming up, David?
4: International paper awarding some grant money. We'll have more after Fox.
0: Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts.
5: Marcus Point Baptist Church invites you to a Christmas celebration for the whole family. The spirit of Christmas has been a Pensacola tradition over the past 30 years. This year, our special guest will be Joe Kennedy, the praying coach. While we're celebrating, your kids will have a blast with our kids' ministry, plus a free meal for the whole family. It's all happening December 10th at 10 a.m. at any of our three campuses in Pensacola, Beulah, and North Pace. For more information, visit PensacolaChurch.org. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that was fun and could make you money? Find out how this Thursday at 1030 as Emerald Coast Coins talks about how precious metals and metal detectors are a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this Thursday (laughs) on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
3: The Pensacola Expert Panel 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
5: Hi, I'm Steve Taylor, and I usually hang out in the newsroom at News Radio 923. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.
4: Well life on the farm I kinda let back. Ain't much an old country
0: bowl of me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. I well, thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big we're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm.
5: she thinks my tractor's sexy goodbye city life thank god i'm a
3: good morning 538 on news radio 92.3. i'm andrew mckay it's pensacola morning news yesterday we did our monthly catch up with ryan jenkins the owner of jenkins farms up in jay florida the Second year, we've been tracking with him and just learning more about life on a farm. And I will tell you that, you know, the first year we did every single Monday. And, uh, man, it was fascinating what I learned and what we all learned about going on the farm. And then this last year, completely different experience. (laughs) I mean, not because just all the conditions were different. And this year, in case you haven't heard us talk about this much, has been horrific for local farmers. Just awful. We'll talk about that a little bit with Ryan. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir.
1: Good morning. How are y'all
3: doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, winter, so you guys have, or almost winter, I mean, officially, you know what I mean, but for the season for your farming. Uh, you guys finished doing your cotton. Did it turn out as poorly as we were anticipating, unfortunately?
1: Yeah, we uh, we finished last Thursday night, so uh, they've still got some to gin, you know, before we get our our true final numbers back, but it's it's looking pretty pretty rough you know it looks like we're probably going to be down in that uh, probably lost around 40 percent or so from what we would usually get so not up not just just glad it's over really i mean it's been a it's been a very trying year remember it started out very wet during planting season and then about uh the middle of july or so second week of july rain shut off and we didn't get really any more until uh late like september early october we got a little rain event that came through but been a tough year just just glad it's over with and we were safe and everything else went good other than the weather and uh hopefully we'll get to do it again next year
3: yeah and you know it's i, I, I guess you might say that um it, it can only be better next year right <laughs> i mean you know it's, it's well like... <laughs> i don't know. i like to think so but if it's not, I'm going
1: to see if I can become a radio DJ.
3: Hey, we 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 always are hiring. We are always looking. We need you making uh, peanuts and and cotton though uh, more than we need you on the radio. I think, <laughs> uh, but man, I I I understand every. Uh, I, I, I wish, honestly, I wish when you and I get on the radio, and I know some, sometimes it has been this way. We get on the radio and make people kind of like, I'm a, you know, farming, that kind of sounds like a good thing for me. But I do think a lot of times it's like, oh, my God, I would never want to do that. But thank God somebody does, you know, and I'm super glad that you guys do. Um, finishing up on, on, on the cotton, you guys are going to have to, what you know, you have to kind of go through and grind the stalks, right? Because that's the one crop that doesn't sort of destroy itself, right?
1: That's correct. Basically all the other crops that we grow in this area, are the plants are destroyed during the harvest process and cotton is the one that's not, you know, the the plant is still standing strong out in the middle of the field. So we have a machine that goes in and uh, chops it up into finer pieces and then pulls the roots up out of the ground and all that is to, number one, to help the plants be in small pieces that can begin to decay and decay rapidly you know, uh, to return organic matter back to the soil for next year. As well as, boll weevils are not a, a problem now, but that's one of the reasons we do it is to keep them from becoming a problem again if, if there were one to escape. You know, we had, we've had talked about it before. We had the boll weevil eradication uh, program back in the what, late 80s, I guess it was, and basically destroyed the boll weevil, which was a pest that had made it, where you couldn't grow cotton in this area it was so bad on the cotton hmm. it just wasn't feasible to grow it anymore so they destroyed that and uh or eradicated that in our area so one of the problems was you know if there were any weevils, they would harbor in the leftover cotton stalks over winter and and be there for you when you plant it again in the spring so so we learned back then that we have to uh, destroy our stalks in a timely manner in, in case there were any escapes. You know, it wouldn't give them a place to live. So is there that's another reason we do
3: it. So, you know, I'm sure somebody's thought of this. I'm, I assume I'm not the first person asking this question, but um, it's like wood almost, those cotton stalks, which is why part of the reason why you have to destroy it because it kind of gets in the way of anything that you would do next year. But And obviously the bullweed like you're talking about. Has anybody looked into the possibility of there being a use of those cotton stalks as a? I mean, it's almost like a wood product. I mean, is that something anybody's ever investigated? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure somebody's looked at it uh, for
1: for biomass, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it probably costs us a lot of money to make somebody else a whole lot of money to be able to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do agree. It's worth it's worth checking into for sure.
3: Yeah, I just think, I mean, I don't know, for firewood, for not, I mean, I don't know what it would be useful for, but it seems like it might have some, but you're right. I mean, the cost of harvesting it would probably be prohibitive as well. That makes sense. Um, you guys also, uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but uh, I believe you won an award, a 2023 Farm Press Peanut Efficiency Award. So you're an award winning farmer, not just a local farmer, is that right?
1: Yeah, but it don't really mean much. No, <laughs> no we, I
3: know uh, how you feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we did. We were very fortunate to do that. That was a, a, a pretty neat process. Someone nominated me, and then uh, then the, the application process was uh, it was very difficult. But basically, it's an efficiency award. It's, it's saying that you're uh, doing everything as efficiently as you possibly can and still making high yields and things like that. So it was... Our area was for the southeast, which is the biggest uh, peanut growing region in the country. I had to compete against growers from Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, and those are the three biggest uh, contributors to peanuts in America. So anyway, it was a very lengthy process, but it was very, very uh, neat to be able to win that and to be able to share some of the things that we do on our farms with other farmers as well, get to hear the winners from the other part of the country uh, speak and hear what they're doing. And, yeah. you know, we're, at the end of the day, we're all on the same team, just trying to do better than what we did yesterday.
3: Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, that's the one time where you can say that people from Florida, Alabama, and Georgia are all on the same team, right? <laughs> that's, not, that's not the yeah. normal way yeah. that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, this time of year, now that you're done with cotton, done with peanuts, um, done with corn, are you well? Maybe you got I don't know second corn or whatever. But do uh, you have cover cover crops you're putting in? Is that what you're act uh, you're getting ready to do?
1: Yep, we're getting ready to plant our our wheat notes. that we plant every year as a cover crop. We'll plant as much as we have seeds saved up from last year. We'll plant that many acres, and uh, you know there's lots of reasons that we do that. It's we have been doing this for many years now. I think it's a good thing. I know that uh, you said there was something in the newspaper that made it sound like maybe it wasn't as good. But but uh, yeah, you and I, I just, really just for, for, for,
3: for, for the listener's sake, uh, you and I were talking briefly off the air before we came on. And I said that there was an article in the PNJ about cover crops and they um that sort of the environmental folks thought that cover crops were good as a form of carbon capture related to global warming and uh, but the article was indicating that for example rye when used as a cover crop didn't enhance yield the next year but actually reduced cap cash crop yields meaning that you know cover crops were a loss financially even though they were you know good for carbon capture or whatever and i'd never heard you say anything like that so i was curious i always thought the re- rationale was cover crops protected the soil which enhanced yields yes yeah, so i thought
1: yeah. I am of the opinion that they do enhance yields, and there are several reasons for it. I mean, some of the reasons we plant cover crops are obviously erosion control. You know, if you plant a cover crop out there, there's basically not going to be any water or wind erosion. Um, otherwise, your field's just going to be bare here in the winter, and every time it rains, the soil's going to erode and wash away. Um, then when it starts drying up on those cold front, after the cold front comes through and you've got a strong north wind, then... And then you're going to have wind erosion with dust blowing everywhere, so it it completely does away with that. It uh, it keeps weeds down, so that so there's not near as many weeds that you have to deal with in the spring. Um, it keeps the nutrients tied up toward the upper part of the soil column toward the surface. So there there are many many reasons we do it. Then in the spring it also uh, it helps conserve moisture. Oh. And then, of course, your, your returned uh, organic material right back to the soil will come in and, and kill that cover crop and then plant our row crop right into that. Okay. And you know, we'll kill just a small strip. But most of that uh, old plant material from the cover crop is still right there, never even being touched.
3: So the moisture from the cover crop creates a richer – wetter soil environment when you go to actually plant the crops in that soil is that do i have that right
1: correct oh,
3: yeah. interesting okay Just
1: from being, from the soil being shaded
3: yeah oh okay oh i see so by the shade prevents it from drying out with okay that makes sense okay interesting um by the way i got a couple of notes in here uh one was that uh, somebody said Couple generations ago, my mother's side was pretty wealthy. They lost everything to the bull weevil. Uh, almost never recovered from it. it. Took two generations, and they did so by switching into uh, running alcohol during prohibition. <laughs> as, there as, you a, go. <laughs> as you know, as a workaround, as a different solution. I um, uh, always like to end with a uh, like a farm fact, or a did you know anything about farming? You got one of those for me this week. I did. You know, it's a
1: few days late, but still, it's. This of interest to me, um, you know, American Farm Bureau for, I don't know, since the mid-80s has been doing the average cost of a Thanksgiving meal yeah. every year for 10 people. And they, they, they check out the same items every year, every state across America, and then compare them, you know, each year. So uh, this just last week, a Thanksgiving meal for this year averaged just a little over $61 for 10 people. And that's down about $3 from the year before in 22, which was the record high since they've been keeping keeping score
3: here. You don't say the, the record high for something was 2022, huh? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Like, everything was up last year, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so, this year, it was uh, just a little over $61. But the important part of that for me and for our listeners, I think, is the farmer's share of that was about $9.
3: So, so you made like thirteen percent, if I'm my quick math on that. Uh, so, yeah, out of out of a, rough,
1: rough, rough, rough figures, is fifteen percent.
3: Fifteen percent. There you go. Area. So um, sixty, what, sixty-one, farmers, sixty-two, please. something like that, and you guys make nine across all of y'all, like uh, all the farmers, not not, not Ryan. Yeah, okay. I mean turkey
1: people, cranberry people, just farmers in general. I like
3: that. Cranberry people. That's cute. (laughs) Oh, I did get a text in here. I wanted to get your, I don't know the answer to this, but somebody said, you know, I know a fair number of farmers in Jay right now and and their December activity is hunting. (laughs) Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: yes. Once you get your stuff done, yes. There's a lot of that that goes on as well.
3: A little a little bit of recreational fun, which is good, and feeding fun, too, if you get the right stuff. Uh, Ryan Jenkins, he is our farmer in uh, Jay, Florida. And, Ryan, you know I always say it, and I, I never say it as a, just a throwaway. I genuinely mean it. Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you uh, feeding and clothing my kids and all of our, clo- our, all of our kids and all of our families, man. I appreciate it, sir. We'll talk to you next month.
5: Well, thank you so
1: much. Y'all have
3: a good week. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you in January. You too. See you soon. Absolutely. Five fifty on News Radio ninety two three. And seriously, what I said at the beginning of the interview has been uh, sounds like it is true across the board. So keep our farmers in your prayers, man. I mean, they're coming up into like you know loan renewal season and you know making life decision season. And I know we always say you know protect the farm farmland from encroachment from the, the building, but uh, look, it's years like this that make people reconsider whether they want to stay in farming or not. And it's honestly. It's the love of it and the feeling like it's a calling that keeps a lot of them in it because, you know, just as a straight up financial proposition, they would not. So do keep praying for them because uh, they need it. 551 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, I always talk about Frontier Motors is a great place to buy good quality used cars. And the reason is because, uh, you know, we're a customer and we became a customer. Uh, c- kind of through a weird series of circumstances. I mean, I knew they had always been advertisers on the show uh, or on the, on the station. You know, Dave Ramsey's referred to them as long as I've been a-, a host here and before that. But, you know, the reason we went there wasn't that. We went there because they had a car that nobody else had. We were trying to find a Honda Odyssey, and in the model year, we wanted to try because we weren't ready to buy it yet. We just knew we wanted it as the replacement for our Grand Caravan, and we wanted to make sure. That's how you do it. You find out which car you're going to get next before you have to. That way, when you do need to, you don't have to be driving cars. You can just be looking for the right deal. So we took our caravan in, drove our caravan in, and we're trying this Honda. It was, you couldn't find it. It was just because of a weird set of circumstances, the age of that particular model, and what you know the dealership wasn't doing with its uh, pre-owned certified. So they had one, and we drove it. And it was the right color and the right trim package, but it was like, okay, fine. So we drove it, and that was it. And they said, do you want to look at a price? And we're like, I mean, I guess, sure. Oh, that's a good price. I mean, we're not buying a car yet, but that's a good price. Okay. Can you come down a little bit? We can. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, give us a day. I mean, we're not buying a car, but give us a day. We called them back a day later. You know, hey, um, can you come down a little bit more? They're like, yeah. We're like, maybe we are buying a car. <laughs> can, you, can you sell it to us? Yeah. So that was it. It was just that easy. But it was because of selection. Now, we found out later that all of the other things around how they do car sales is just completely different than anybody else. But for us, it was selection that got us in the door. So I'm saying go there and look and see what they've got. And you'll find a wide variety of everything you could possibly want that's a year, two, three years old with low miles and great condition. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi.
5: Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, Home to the Fish House, Atlas Oyster House, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be talking about Atlas Beverage Class, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Deck the Halls, New Year's, Holiday Hours, and other fun things you won't want to miss. That's all tomorrow. At 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants.
3: The Pensacola Expert Panel 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
5: Veris Health Partners knows there are plenty of options when it comes to insurance. Owners Pam and Keith Giles will help guide you to choose the best plans for you and your family. As a veteran-owned independent health and life agency in Pensacola, their clients range from moms and dads on Medicare to individuals, families, business owners, and veterans who are looking for answers. They are researchers, educators, and advocates who take pride in guiding clients to become smart healthcare shoppers. Contact them at VerisHP.com. Veris Health Partners news
0: hi this is earl ron new south window knows southern weather is unpredictable and our energy star windows and doors will keep the heat in and the cold outside where it belongs we prioritize keeping your family and your home comfortable all year round energy efficient products made installed and guaranteed for life get New South Brown. For a limited time only, buy 2 of our products and get the 3rd free. Visit newsouthwindow.com to learn more.
4: The Pensacola Christmas Concert is back on News Radio 92.3. It's 24 hours of Christmas music from you, Pensacola, local churches, local bands, local musicians, all right here on News Radio 92.3 all Christmas Day. We have music from the Pensacola Children's Chorus, the Pensacola Civic Band, Olive Baptist Church, the Perdido Brass, and more. And if you'd like your music to be part of the Pensacola Christmas Concert, send an email to Christmas at NewsRadio923.com. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 10.30 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law.
5: The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
2: Hello everyone this is Austin Price wanting to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from News Radio 923.
0: Merry Christmas News Radio 923
2: You want the impossible!
3: Good morning, 556 News Radio 92 3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David.
4: The Republican National Committee is announced who will be taking part in the fourth GOP debate on Wednesday. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, UN amb- former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, all set to take part in that debate that's happening in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, again, former President Donald Trump. Uh, deciding not to be a part of that
3: the first question the debate should absolutely be do you think Alabama should be in the playoffs and FSU out oh (laughs) in Tuscaloosa I dare you I dare you to ask it do (laughs) it see what they say
4: an Arizona border crossing town it'll be closed down until further notice I'm sorry, not border town, uh, border crossing will be closed down until further notice. Customs and Border Protection recently announced the Lukeville port of entry southwest of Tucson is temporarily shutting down. Uh, And are you ready, Andrew? I am ready. For the latest update on former Congressman George Santos.
3: I'm aware, but yes, please tell me. (laughs)
4: He is now making personalized recordings on Cameo. Of course he is. And uh, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman has recruited him to make a sarcastic video targeting, uh, indicting New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. I
5: don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make him put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get (laughs) bogged down by all the haters
2: out there.
3: and And then he goes Santos 200 bucks to troll Bob Menendez that's awesome isn't that wonderful that's epic it's great there
4: is life past congress oh
3: my god he's gonna get a talk show he's gonna be on a reality show his if you want an indictment of American culture just all wrapped up into one juicy fluffy coat wearing fabulous bundle it's Santos absolutely (laughs) That's that's just on Hallmark, Simply Santos. No. <laughs> you know it's true. And you know, he's probably got more offers coming in on Cam. He's probably underpriced at 200 bucks.
4: Oh yeah, that price is going to be gonna shooting up. up. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: he's he's squandering his potential. You know, <laughs> he's he's selling the milk for a buck a gallon when he could be selling it for five a gallon. I think four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. David, thanks so much for the update. Oh, speaking of uh, college football, uh, we got the Heisman nominees out yesterday, and um, interesting list. Um, you've got Bo Nix from Oregon. You've got uh, quarterback from Washington, Penix. So the quarterback and the, the two, two playing in the Pac-12 championship. You've got uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. from uh, Ohio State. And then uh, the fourth one all of a sudden is, oh, the LSU quarterback is also in it. Um, Jalen Milroe from Alabama not in it. I'll tell you, out of all of those, he's the one I wouldn't want to face. Listen on
0: air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Freeze, Milton, Pensacola.